Hello, friends, and welcome to Boat 502, your home port for news and information about boating on the Ohio River in and around Louisville, Kentucky. Thanks for joining us, and welcome aboard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Cruising the Ohio with Boat 502. Excited to have the full crew back together once again. Uh, we had a great time last time. Um, first, Rob Profiter, Mike Swicegood, welcome back again from Boat Owners United in Louisville. And then also, as always, must go boating himself, William Glass. Nice to see you, Steve. And our technician, Ben, behind the control panel. Welcome, Ben. Will you let me talk this time? Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, again, uh, you know, we uh, we did this uh, a couple weeks ago now, a few weeks ago, and uh, I think to rave reviews, I think everybody can say uh, it was a lot of fun. I know uh, we had a lot of folks comment about it, which was great. But, um, you know, again, glad glad we're here. Glad we're making this a regular thing. Um, we're going to talk today about different events that are taking place on the river, different options uh, throughout the year that uh, people have to go listen to music, engage with other boaters, you know, just basically have some fun on the river. And uh, what, what really got us into it was uh, there was a poker run. Was it a couple weeks ago, a week ago? This past weekend. This past weekend, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, obviously, I didn't get to do it, unfortunately, but you guys did. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. I'll, I'll ahead, start. Rob. So I, I had never participated in the poker run before. I'd been out there during it and went to the after party. But I'd never participated till this year, and I absolutely had a blast. So I'm like you. I, I have heard about it. I've always seen them talked about on Lake Cumberland and other places. I've never done it. So I guess for, for people like me who, you know, what is a poker run? What do you do? And why, why do people like them so much? So you have five dealer boats that are, all, they stretched all the way from Six Mile down to Grassy Flats. And you went to each one of them and got a card. And Hick Boa puts it on. Yeah, Harris uh, Creek Boat Owners Association. So and you go and get a card, and the, at the end of it, you have five cards. There's also a mystery boat that you can get one extra card, and your best hand you turn in, and, you know, whoever has the best hand wins. So um, now I do have a um, little bit of a problem oh, with oh, somebody that was a dealer. I, I think I might have so, heard, heard something about this, yes, but let's, so, I want to hear Rob's so, story, the right story. So, <laughs> Spice Good over here was a dealer boat. Dealer boat and, number four. And he was up anchored up by Drift Bar. Yep. And uh, I had a pretty good hand going until I got to his boat. <laughs> I think he went up to Caesars and hired a few girls from the tables <laughs> up there to give out cards because they definitely didn't give me the card that I needed. Hey, I mean, whatever works. Two of club, you know? really? Not to say, that there's don't always work. two sides to a story, Mike. <laughs> there is, you know? there is. Well, I will say that the uh, I was doing boat number four. Um, it was a good day. We had a lot of fun. The river was a little, little muddy, a little bit of a current running, but there was a good turnout. I think they sold a little over 320-something hands, which, you know, considering the conditions, is, is pretty good. Uh, yeah, so there's... Five dealer boats, one mystery boat, and then uh, after that, you go up to Grassy Flats, you pull up on the beach, and there's a band and food. And, now, uh, now, let's explain uh, the mystery boat. So the mystery boat, you had three clues on where they were going to be oh, at yeah. what time. One was uh, something about crossing a line, 
which I never did figure that one out. Indiana Kentucky line, so he was underneath the East End Bridge oh. or by the East End Bridge. Uh, the other one was a sank, sunken barge used that was to be here. Mile. That was twelve mile, and so you actually spend quite a bit of time going up to random boats, going, "Are you the dealer boat, <laughs> or the mystery <laughs> boat, or you the mystery like, boat?" I'm just out here with my family. Today. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. So, and then when we finally figured out who the mystery boat was, we went up to him, and I was like, "Give me my card," and he goes, "You have to ask the question." And I'm like. No, I know you're the mystery boat. I'm not asking the question. And he, he made me ask him, are you the mystery boat? And so it was a good time. Yeah, it was. It was a good turnout. Well, I think, Mike, you may have said how many boats uh, participated? Well, I don't know exactly how many boats, okay. but we, they sold about 320-something hands. Oh, that's awesome. So that's what – I haven't confirmed that, but we have a book. If you're a dealer boat, you have a book, and it starts with a certain number and ends with a certain number. And I mean, we everything that they said they sold pretty much filled up the book. So, so. And so I'd deal, so like we had four hands on our boat. We'd pull up and hold up each number, and they'd give us a card for that number. You, and we record it in a book, and then the person that's playing the hand records it on their card as well. Okay. That way there's no confusion. That way when you go back to Grassy Flats at the end of the night, you turn it in, everything works out. And they had food and a band up at Grassy Flats at the Good end deal. of it. So how long has that been going on? How long has that been a tradition around here in the river? Uh, I've been on the river for 27 years, uh, and it's been going for at least that, as far as I know. I believe you're right. It's It's been a long time. Yeah, Hickbow's been putting it on for probably close to about 30 years. So where all on the river uh, were you running during that? Um, so it started at Six Mile, and it worked its way down to Grassy Flats. Finding the mystery boat was the part where <laughs> we were basically doing circles around 12 Mile. So. Gotcha. So I guess when you're going up to get your card, how are you doing that? Just so, uh, you know, kind of want to alleviate any fears for anybody of like, okay, I couldn't do this. It'd be too hard. So you, you're not actually tying up to the dealer boats. Thought, you're just yeah. getting close enough to say, hey, I, we've got four hands on this boat. And one by one, we hold up the numbers and they pull out a card and sh- uh, shuffle the cards and yeah. hand out another card. I will say everybody this year with the conditions did a very good job, at least with my boat being the dealer boat number four. Um Nobody got too close, wouldn't have any issues. Um, but we always have like a megaphone that you can speak through. And it's always helpful if somebody pulling up, playing the hand, has a megaphone or something they can speak through to, you know, project your voice out. That way you don't have to get super close, especially on a rough day like it was this past weekend. So, yeah, obviously had a lot of rain around the state and, you know, kind of east of us this, this past week. So uh, mm-hmm. now the river's been a little muddy, a little up, but uh, seems to be clearing up now looks like i know as folks are listening to this obviously we're doing this on a on a tuesday evening um and you know i think it looks like some nice weather coming up um you know as folks uh, hopefully listening in it'll uh be enjoying some boating out there and some good temps low humidity river seems to be cleaning up so yeah i think by this weekend the river ought to be in pretty decent shape good so that was uh the poker run i guess that it typically takes place in august that's uh kind of early august yes usually early august all right sometimes the end of july the last weekend of July, first weekend of August, usually. Yeah. So let's go through and think about some other events um, that take place on the river. Again, we're going to kind of do a big roundup of them tonight um, to give folks an opportunity to uh, think of maybe what's ahead for the rest of this year. I know Rob mentioned one that I w- I'd love to, to see coming up uh, soon. And then uh, maybe things that, can, that have already happened this year we can plan for, for next year. I know there's one coming up, a dinghy run. Maybe you guys want to talk a little bit about that. That sounds, uh, sounds the, kind of the fun. Ding, yes. The Dinghy Run is another, it's one of my favorites. Um, it's put on by Harris Creek Boat Owners Association, or HICBOA, however you want to term it. 
Um, so basically, you go to Juniper Beach at, on a Saturday. Which is what's the date on that? Uh, the August twenty seventh. August twenty seventh. It's usually the, towards the end of August every year. You go to Juniper Beach Gas Docks, uh, Andy Will's place, and like ten o'clock, ten thirty, they have mimosas and uh, Bloody Marys. You hang out, you pay your money, and then you go to Cunningham's for brunch. And then as soon as brunch is over with, usually about 12, 12.30, everybody gets back on their boats, and you start having a big water gun fight all the way down the creek. And then there, there's a party uh, upriver after that. So I've heard that it gets pretty competitive, and some people have the old-school super soakers that yeah. you can't get no more. <laughs> yes, it, it gets very competitive, very wow. competitive. And you said the rules on that, it's... Uh, little lax, but just nothing over 23 feet, I think you were saying before. Yeah, that's the, the term dinghy run is kind of misleading because you don't have to have an, an inflatable right. or a dinghy or yacht tender, but the rule is boat under 23 feet, what they say. Yeah. Right. And so, it is a fun event for the kids. I, oh, yeah. My, my stepdaughter and stepson has done it every year with their dad, and they enjoy it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, actually you mentioned it, and uh, I know we didn't talk about it last time, but... Um, the Harris Creek Boat Owners Association. Let's give them a little plug. Now, tell us a little bit more about that. I know you've, you've mentioned them a couple times. Uh, they've been around for probably, well, I'm going to say at least 30-plus years, probably pushing 40, honestly. It started out with you know, a few people that got together in that area, Harris Creek, on the river, and uh, it's kind of grown over the years. And they put on, I mean, honestly, all the, the fun, of, most of the fun events that we do on the river, Harris Creek Boat Owners Association puts on. You know, poker run, dinghy run. Uh, there's a summer party, they and it's it's were, they were uh, forty. Corners. I think it's it's a forty forty dollars a year to be a member. Hmm, okay. Um, you used to have to be a boat owner, but technically you don't anymore. A boat enthusiast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and William, what about you? What if you want to think about some? Uh, you know, what are your kind of some of your favorite events that take place on the river every year? Things you look forward to. Well, I, I kind of like to run up to Madison. You, you take a. A location if we want to base everything out of captain's quarters because I think everybody's been to captain's quarters um, uh, you're looking at something that's about 38 miles up from captain's quarters so any boat uh, it's, it's a real short run to make it up to Madison uh, things like the regatta that happens over the July 4th weekend uh, we've got Chautauqua coming up we've mm-hmm. got Riverfest coming up barbecue and blues uh, if you get if you if you run a boat up on plane where you're running 30 miles an hour yeah, the river's in statute miles, so you're exactly about an hour and a half up there to get to Madison back. And once you get up there, I and mean, I've been a number of times, but let's talk about that. There, there are some places to dock up there. There's fuel up there. Um, maybe run through that a little bit. What, uh, what's up there to do for somebody who, um, you know, maybe if they go up to the regatta, but maybe just go up for the weekend, you know, or on a, on a normal day. You know, I'd recommend calling the lighthouse. That's the restaurant that sits out on the barge. Uh, it's centrally located in uh, on Madison's waterfront. Uh, they've got dockets there. They've got electricity if you want to stay the night. Uh, it's a nice restaurant. You're within, um, gosh, walking distance of several other uh, restaurants and everything. If you want to go up, call them up, make sure they have some dockage available for you. Uh, the folks that own that also own the uh, marina Before, right before you get into Madison. They've got a marina there, um, and that, that marina does have fuel. So if, you're, if you need to pick up some fuel for your ride back, you, you can do so. Um, Again, it's a nice, easy run. If you run on in displacement mode where you're running 10 miles an hour, so you're three hours out from captain's quarters. And it's a beautiful run up there, too. That's one thing I, I like. You know, Rob. And if the current's going strong and you want to save on gas, you can just turn the engines off. and Yeah, that way home is real easy. <laughs> yeah, let Mother Nature supply your trip back. That's right. I've actually made that run in my inflatable, 
twice. Dingy run champion right yeah. here, gloating a little, I guess. But it's well, well, there was a bunch of us that did it last year. We did it two different times. I only hold six gallons of fuel. Now it's only a 25 Honda outboard. But I went up there and back on, I don't know, probably eight gallons. So, I mean, it's an, to William's point, it's a very easy run. Yeah. And it's a beautiful run. You oh, get away it really from the is. city. It's, it's really nice. Yeah, it's one of our one of our favorite parts of the river. You know, I mean, a lot of times we'll, you know, go up. We go up to San Cove a lot. Um, you know, get the family up there and go swimming. But um, you know, running up to Madison's just an, an easy little trip. Um, we've gone to several restaurants up there. Like you said, docking really is easy. They've you know got it uh, pretty well situated there. It's, it's good docks. They're you know nice floating docks and um, you know a lot, of, a lot of stuff up there to go see too. And the restaurant lighthouse was good. I enjoyed it yeah. last time we went. The river's gorgeous up there. Yeah, absolutely, no, it is. So, if you are going to go up to the regatta, though, because we are talking about events tonight, what what would you recommend to somebody? They want to go see it. It's a three day event. There's several things that take place the whole weekend, but the race is a pretty big deal. Power boats. If you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. If it, uh, when you're there, I don't care how many times you're there, it will still raise goosebumps on you. Um, uh, several times I've been uh, in the turn one judge position, and uh, when those boats come at you and and come around you and head back up river it's a very memorable experience especially the action that can take place like we noticed uh at this last fourth uh, july race uh, we did have one blow over um uh, you really have to make an appointment to get up there get behind the restaurant though if you want really front seats from your boat other than that you're not going to be able to dock along the the race course due to safety reasons Uh, so they'll set up picket lines the main picket line is uh, down river from turn one and uh, you'll have several picket boats that'll stop you from going too far up. But again, there's a good show to be seen from there. And on that point, if you cannot get at the lighthouse for like the weekend or you want to go into the marina, the Rivertown, is it Rivertown? Is that what it's called? Or Rivercrest? Rivercrest. Rivercrest Marina. Um, They have covered slips. And if you call ahead and talk to a guy that helps run the marina named Shorty, uh, he can get you in there. And I think it's like 80 something dollars a night depending on the size of the boat so it's pretty economical and you can also rent a golf cart which is i would recommend because mm-hmm. i've done that 10 times <laughs> you can rent a golf cart and you can legally drive it around the, the city around the town and it that makes a difference oh i bet yeah that sounds fun yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun yeah. so mike what about you what what are some other events that you look forward to every year on the river or things you enjoy uh well since we're on the topic of madison i like chautauqua that's uh, normally at the end of September. You know, the weather cools down a little bit. Usually the river's in great shape. It's like an arts festival up there. But, you know, they have a winery and they have all kind of, you know, music and stuff. And that's that's a pretty good event. And that's a good point. That's one that, you know, I hadn't really thought of. We're talking about stuff that is, you know, right on the river. But that stuff, Madison's a great place, to, a little destination to go to where you can easily dock and then head up. And There's you walk a lot into of stuff town, to, which is real easy there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to do in Madison year-round. There really is, especially when the weather's nice. Or in the fall when it cools down. Madison's a beautiful town. That's I would recommend, for as close as it is, for somebody that's in the Louisville area or Cincinnati area, I would recommend going to Madison for a weekend, especially yeah. by boat. Now, Rob, I know you and I kind of, we, we started our boating on the Ohio roughly around the same time a few years ago, so we're, we're new to a lot of this, but, um, well, you know, what, what have you enjoyed so far? Well, so, but my wife's been on there since the late 90s gotcha. on the river. So she's the one that's introduced me. And she takes she's care done, of the social calendar. She, for the she's event. done all of the events <laughs> at one point in time. And so she's like, now it's your turn to experience them. But uh, actually, one of my favorites is pumpkin chunking at Captain's Quarters. 
I took my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter last year, and she got the biggest kick out of being able to shoot a pumpkin out into the river at a inflatable duck and <laughs> yeah. try to hit it. That's a cool event. Yeah. It really is. So I'm glad you brought that one up, and that one was on my list because um, we've got a lot of stuff, uh, special stuff planned for that one. Uh, I think hopefully we're going to do another podcast on that one soon because uh, that's something that uh, Ben and I have been talking with the folks that put that on. Um, and actually, we'll turn it over to uh, to producer Ben for a minute. Um, if he could tell us a little bit about Pumpkin Chunkin' and uh, what's really great about it, the two different groups that it benefits. Uh, ben? Well, thank you, William, for lending me your microphone and allowing me to speak for just a second. <laughs> um, yeah, so Pumpkin Chunkin' is a great event. Uh, Captain Quarter put it on. It's a fundraiser for Hope Scarves and for Twisted Pink, and those are two organizations that Steve and I work with on a regular basis uh, on some patient advocacy work. Um, great group of people, um, so we're always happy to raise money for them. Um, but it's also, as you mentioned, a really fun event. I've taken my daughter out there. She's 15, um, and she loves it. Uh, also taken a lot of, of um, some smaller nieces and nephews out there. And, uh, you know, it really is a great way to, you know, to support a couple of organizations, but also who doesn't love launching a couple pumpkins into the, uh, the water and the, uh, the catapults that they use are absolutely amazing and, and it's a ton of fun. It's really cool. So, so we're talking about some ways to, to kind of up that event, uh, this year. Uh, I know that, uh, run switch is going to be out there. Boat 502 is going to be out there. We're going to be sponsoring, uh, the event. Uh, we've got a couple other folks that we've got sponsoring the event, but I think what I really want to do is, is bring some awareness uh, to both the boating community and to those organizations. So uh, more to come on that. We're going to do a podcast with the organizations that benefit from that in, in Captain's Quarters in the next couple of weeks. But I uh, highly encourage people to come out there. It's fall on the Ohio River. What could you ask for? It's it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I will add to that that if you don't go to Pumpkin Chunk and, and you're going out on your boat and you're coming in and out of the creek, you might want to watch for flying pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be fair, we do need something to aim at. So, uh, right, right. Yeah. Mainly sailboaters. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bonus, bonus points if you can land one on top of the mast. Yeah, right. well, if you can stick a pumpkin yeah. up there. Uh, yeah. So, Ben, while producer Ben, while you still have the mic, um, there are a number of sailing events, since that is your preferred mode of river transportation. Tell us about those. Yeah, so speaking of Captain's Quarters, uh, we do have the annual Captain's Quarters Regatta, which takes place the first, I'm sorry, the second weekend in October. So it's going to be the weekend before Pumpkin Chunkin'. That is a fundraiser for the River City Community Sailing Program. Um, we as sailors just love to get out there. It's one of the best regattas that we've got. Uh, it's a two-day event. Um, we always have a lot of fun. The weather's usually very cooperative for that one. And then it supports uh, the, the community sailing program, which teaches people um, how to sail. So people that are interested in um, getting out there and sailing and not spending their money on gas uh, can come out and, um, <laughs> uh, and and learn how to to sail. So that's a really fun event. And then um, every Wednesday, you know, again we've we've um, hosted some some um, Wednesday night sailing nights um, up at Captain's Quarters, but we're out there every Wednesday night sailing as well. So um, that's always a, a, a fun time to come out and see the, uh, the the slower, more elegant boats out on the river. <laughs> I, I'm always surprised at those how many sailboats are out yeah. there, and I think when I, when people come out to join us, that's one thing they always say is, I mean, there's a lot of boats. Yeah, we average on a typical Wednesday night, we average somewhere between 35 and 40 boats uh, split up between four fleets. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's a there's a good number of folks that come. How out. does that compare to the uh, annual regatta? Um, so the regatta gets, we usually have three fleets in the regatta and probably 25, 25 to 30 boats out. Okay. 
Uh, I do owe you an apology, though, because I was at captain's quarters a couple Wednesdays ago, and I was watching the sailboat race, and I still was confused on which way they were going. They were going in a big oh, circle. Always. I, they were going in a big circle. And well, then maybe I, they are too a little bit. We don't right. Know. And then I went back and listened to the Boat 502 Sailing podcast that y'all did, and I realized that I was watching before the race started. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> y'all were going in the it's circle. It's hard to tell. Oh, so, yeah. so we can get in, we, we'll get into this more that later, but I always uh, equate that to uh, sharks circling their prey. Uh, you know, there's a five-minute start before every fleet goes off, and you've got to get your boat into position, and so there's a lot of back and forth and boats circling around the start-finish line seeing who can be the closest to the start-finish line at, at, the, uh, at the gun, at the start gun. Uh, so, yeah, it looks really confusing. That's also the most chaotic part of the race. And so when you get into some of the um, incredibly, I'll call them competitive, some might call them aggressive fleets, uh, you'll see boats. You, you can walk across three or four, four boats. We're that close together right at the start line. Yeah, as a m- captain of motor boat, it looks like complete chaos. It is. It is. <laughs> but that's why the good Lord invented beer. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, we talked about a few uh, kind of annual events, and there are more. And if we missed some, please, you know, let us know. Go to either channel. Tell us, I've got this great event, or you guys didn't talk about this one. And I promise you, we'll find a time to talk about it because um, we want to we get these things out there. We want to share these things because all of this helps to contribute to a better better boating community, getting more folks involved, and, that, and that's what we're, you know, we're all about with, uh, with both channels. Um, a couple other, uh, you know, things that I think are – you know, more weekly or maybe monthly events that, um, you know, take place a little easier maybe to do and, and plan for um, Louisville Waterfront Wednesdays. I think they, you know, do that pretty much once a month, um, like May through September. Uh, I think the there's two still coming up, uh, two concerts. Um, one is August 31st, and those take place at the uh, Big Four Park, or um, is that what it is? The, Big, Big yeah. Four Bridge. Big, yeah. Four, yeah. Big Four Lawn, Big Four Bridge. Big Four Bridge. And then also September 28th. And, um you know, you can you can check out those if you just Google Louisville Waterfront Wednesdays. Um, I think WFPK puts those on, and um, great event, easy to dock up down there. I've I've kind of gone out around it. I know there's a couple places, maybe two. There's a barge down there. How do, how do you? Uh, from what I've seen, the few times I've been down there the past couple of years, most people just anchor out. That's what close it, to yeah. the bank. But you're you can anchor out close to the bank out of the barge channel, and still hear the music. Yeah. It's a, you know, oh yeah, we it's can. A nice I mean, event. Yeah, and then the other one that we've enjoyed. Yeah. Um, Jeffersonville River Stage, Jammin' and Jeff, uh, usually every Friday night during the summer. They've got uh, one event uh, still coming up August 12th this weekend, their season finale. That's another one I think we may have mentioned the last time we talked. There's you got two options there. You can get there early enough and grab a slip right downtown in Jeff. And uh, also anchoring. It's pretty easy to anchor out there. It's pretty shallow. I think it's only 10, 12 feet over there, so pretty easy. But uh, Mike, you said something earlier, and, and you know, Mike and William, um, it, you know, I'd love to talk about it because it's something I want to do. And Rob, you've mentioned it too. Is uh, you mentioned Cincinnati? It's up past Madison. There is a lock to go through. If you follow some of the other channels up there, there's a lot of events that take place up there. There's some other great marinas for for two new boaters, newish boaters on the river. If we wanted to go up there, tell us about that that trip. I'll let you, you start. Let me roll with this? Yes, sir. Okay. I've done it a few times, but I'll let you roll. All right. <laughs> you know, if you're going to go up there, don't make it a destination. Uh, make it a trip because you're going to go through Madison. Madison would be a nice place to stop. 
Uh, we only have one set of locks. It is a very friendly set of locks to navigate through. Uh, that's Marklin. Um, once when you get through Marklin, you've got Craig's Creek area. You've got Belterra there. If you go into Craig's Creek, there's several nice marinas in there. There's uh, Smuggler's Cove and a good friend of mine, Carol Spitzer, owns uh, Pier 99. Uh, they usually have transit dockage there and fuel. There's funny thing is there's just as many fuel stations right past Marklin Locks as we have in our pool. That, that you're right. That's true. Isn't that funny? Um, and then uh, so a lot of people maybe stop and spend the night there in the Craig's Creek area and then continue on up to Cincinnati. Cincinnati is loaded with restaurants and like you said, Steve, events. It's um, uh, it's it's really an amazing area and it it stretches for a long. Uh, distance through their riverfront there. We used to go up, we've been up multiple times years ago for the Jimmy Buffett concert. Jimmy Buffett always puts a concert on. It used to be a two-day concert at Riverbend, and we'd go up, make like a four or five-day trip out of it, and go up and stay at one of the marinas, and then during the concert, you know, during the day and the nighttime, we'd take the boats out, anchor out. They shut down the river for commercial traffic, and it was a great time. Now, Jimmy Buffett, if I'm not wrong, I think he only does a one-day concert now, so it's kind of not what it used to be, but uh, yeah, there, there's a lot. Cincinnati has a lot of nice like events and, and riverfront stuff to do. And, 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 you know, pretty right up there. I mean, obviously it kind of continues <laughs> up that way. I've been all the way to the locks, never gone through them. Going to do that sometime here soon, hopefully this year. Um, but that rest of that trip up past the lock up to Cincinnati, pretty pretty easy. Uh, I know the river gets a little narrower up there, but not narrow, but. So I'm going to bring up the Vive Sandbar. And I know the Vive Sandbar very well because it fluctuates it, it, with the currents. Come one day coming home from Cincinnati, my dad was driving his plucky bomb houseboat and wasn't paying attention. And we found the Vive Sandbar. I think it's something you did not want to find that No, day. we did not. And they call it a sandbar. It's not a sandbar. It's <laughs> rocks about the size of your fist. And shut down one engine. We had to limp home on another engine. And it took us an extra probably 10 hours to get home. So, But... I don't want to scare anybody, but you just got to pay attention once you get up towards Cincinnati. So when Rob and I head up there, what 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 would be the advice, especially when we get to Cincinnati and we want to go up to Riverbend, to not be the people everybody curses at with, oh, look, Port of Louisville. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you take that one, William. Um, I would navigate the Cincinnati area uh, carefully. Uh, especially if, you, if it's your first time up there, especially in the nights, evenings. It's a very busy waterway there with the navigation la- lights and, and blending into the city lights and everything. Uh, take your time. Call ahead uh, where you plan on staying. Make arrangements, whether you're going to tie up to a restaurant or go into one of the nice marinas. Um, other than that, it's it's not bad at all. I can, mean, I just, can I just anchor out and wait for the Reds to hit a home run? And catch That's probably catch not going to happen. The Reds spoil it for us. <laughs> uh, but and to that point, Cincinnati, the, the river up there is quite a bit more narrow than what we're used to in our pool. Uh, for the Especially most downtown. Especially downtown, downtown yeah. area. It's pretty narrow. But they do have like these little like ferry boats that go back and forth. Because you got Newport, Kentucky, and then you have Cincinnati, so they have ferry boats that come back and forth. So there's there's a really good boating, especially nightlife, on both sides of the river, Kentucky side and the uh, Ohio side. Yeah, and a lot of marinas out there. Several more yes. than we have, which is you know something I think we'd all probably be great if we had a few more. You know, not right. not some great ones, but we'd love to yep. see it grow. But uh, I know a lot of transient slips up there. I kind of see most of the big ones advertised that on their websites. You know, for for overnights or weekends, mm. but. 
You know, a trip that I'm wanting to make uh, eventually, and it, con- it concerns going through locks, is I want to go on a day trip to Mike Lennings and go down there and come back, eat, come back. So that's another re- good restaurant and that you can do in a day trip. Yeah, Mike, William, have you done that? You, I'm sure. I, have, I have not done that. I, I have, but by the time we got down there, we were too tired to walk to Mike Lennings. <laughs> it's, it's a tired. walk. No it is a yeah. It is quite no, a, no dock, it, it is right? quite the walk. Yeah, there's there was no dock you at the time. Pull up on the beach. Yes, and there's there's a there's a train uh, tracks that you actually mm-hmm. walk over to. Also, it yeah. is quite the hike once when you get. I down heard there. that it's a little bit of a hike. Yeah. So if you drink on the way down there and you eat enough, you get down there and go, yeah, let's turn around and go back. <laughs> Those frogs like sounded really good, but nah, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. and, and I know going that way, I mean, the river um, headed headed east, headed up river, gets pretty rural. Now it gets really rural and kind of sparsely populated going west. Mm-hmm. Once you get past Louisville, I mean, there's a big stretch there before you get to, I guess, you know, there's, there's some spots on there, but I mean, it's next fuel stop Evansville, probably, which is a pretty good hike. Uh, there used to be one between around the Brandenburg area. Where is uh, Galconda? There's somewhere that's that, further down. That's further down than, than Evansville. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, between Louisville and I Evansville, think. there's not much. I'm having yeah. a geographical uh, airlock. Yeah. That's the Miller. Well, I'll, I'll let the, you uh, know uh, <laughs> if I can do a podcast from Florida in there November when I take the boat down because I'm going to find out eventually. Uh, <laughs> when, you, when you when you do that, have you done it before? I have not. Okay, you've not. Yeah, well, we have, we will do a special uh, maybe a couple podcasts. I want to yeah. hear about that because that um, that's something we'd like to do too. I think we'll start with Cincinnati because we'll go through one lock. Uh, but I was uh, down in Western Kentucky this weekend for an event and um, went by Green Turtle Bay Marina and Resort, and I was like, I, I want to go there on the boat someday. Great spot on Kentucky Lake. A uh, little, little bit of a ride down there, yeah. But uh, you know, another place you can you can really get anywhere from here. You can. You're not yes, well, you can almost go anywhere. Well, Charlie brought his houseboat up from Kentucky Lake. He did, yeah. Charlie Oshner, yeah, yeah. So it can be done. Mm-hmm. Mike's going to see. Mike's going to show and tell us about it, which is good. I'm going to give it a shot anyway. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Another <laughs> <laughs> current's in your favor. Yeah, right. that's a good point. He might call us from Mississippi. Can you go and get it? <laughs> So if we're, um, you know, we, we talked about some of the events and, you know, we're going to come back to things like um, Thunder Over Louisville, you know, bigger events. We'll, we'll definitely get together and do, you know, an individual podcast on that because one thing I really want to do there is, you know, really go through point by point you know, how to do that, where to go, what not to do, things like that. So we'll, we'll get there. But um, any other events we didn't cover on the river so far? Any events that you've seen in other places that you think you'd like to see here? I don't know if anybody. Um, yeah, uh, Christmas parades. Yeah. Absolutely, we're kind of pushing it with the weather. Yeah, and I know we've conditions. attempted some stuff, and but there was there was a time to that point in the late '90s where we had a couple good winters where the weather or the water was the river was cooperating even for December, and. We used to. There's four or five of us that used to go out all the time, put lights on your boat, and cruise up and down the river. Yeah, you see it all the time down in Florida. A little warmer there, but yeah, it could definitely be done. You know, we we usually get our boat out that week between Christmas and New Year's. You know, hopefully, um, the weather's permitting. But um, anything else? Any, I know you know one thing I've thought about for years, and I think um, maybe to take advantage of the downtown marina, uh, which is you know got you know, more empty slips than we'd probably like in it right now. But uh, is maybe like an in-water boat show or you know something, maybe a. Uh, a, a meeting down there, a boat five hundred two B O U Louisville yeah. chapter meet up down there one weekend and do an event. Um, what do y'all think about that, something like that? That'd be really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
Maybe that's uh, no. Ben says no. Says the sailboater. The sailboater. That keel is way too shallow. The wind don't blow that way. The wind's blocked by the buildings. But maybe that's by design. They're not invited. Keep the riffraff out. Exactly. I know one thing you hear a lot about on you know other lakes around us, Lake Cumberland, you know Nolan Lake too. Any big raft ups around here? Any organized raft ups? I know there's one that happens almost every weekend in Party Cove. Talk about that, William. Yeah, Smuggler's Cove just had their raft up, and it's it's up there in the Craigs. This coming weekend, Saturday. Oh, it's a Saturday. Yeah, the weather's gonna be great. Oh, they hit me up for sponsorship, and that was a while back. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's coming this Saturday, and uh, Craig's Creek is like a lake. When you get up there, uh, you're off the river, and it's a very, very nice, smooth body of water. And so they've got their raft up coming up. Awesome. I look forward to that. And that's somewhere I want to go. So we've we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. We'll have to organize a little uh, little trip up through that lock sometime and overnight somewhere up there. I think see, it'd be a lot see of fun. now on um, boat owners. I'd say 80 to 90 percent of us are river rats, but there are people from um, Cumberland Lake and Taylorsville Lake and stuff on there. And there's one guy in particular that lives on Lake Cumberland. Uh, He lives up here, but he makes that three hour drive down to his boat and three hour drive back. And I don't see why, but he's constantly showing pictures of these big raft ups and all these events down there. I'd like to see more of that type of stuff up here on the river for yeah, sure. We could definitely do it. There's there's plenty of boats yeah, and yeah. right places. Maybe yeah. that's something we could, you know, get into organized at some point. I know there's a lot that goes into it, but obviously I think there's you know, folks show an interest. There, a lot is, of there is a lot of raft ups every weekend. About to say it kinda happens on its own. Yeah. <laughs> True. But well, all right. Um anything else coming up uh, next little bit here that uh you know, maybe we want to run through or tell folks about, or I'd like to have a dress like a pirate day. Meet up, <laughs> everybody dress the Halloween dress up, Everybody dress like a pirate and get out there. <laughs> so, one thing I will bring up: the Have y'all heard about the homemade bikini contest? Mm. It's Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. It's 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 a bikini contest. <laughs> So it's everybody's clothes <laughs> and it's appropriate, but it's PG. It's a homemade bikini contest. It's Labor Day weekend over in Party Cove. Um, I've only been there a couple times, it's but, it's, but it's a good time. <laughs> it is. That's that's the like that's a big event. We normally watch from the other side of the cove. So do we're I. normally yeah, not yeah. part of the Fam- party. The family friendly <laughs> part of the cove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see them over there, but yeah. And uh, we got the sailing events every Wednesday, which I know um, I think fall is probably some of the best time for that. Um, you know, maybe hopefully a little more consistent wind every now and then. Uh, Nice, great, you know, fall. Great to sit out there at the dock too and watch him, uh, Ben. Yeah, and we do. So we we race through the first Saturday in November, uh, and it's the last uh, race that we have. It's the the first weekend in November. It's called the Snowflake Regatta. Um, we've had snow on that regatta before, and that's a lot of fun. But yeah, you're right. The the weather is perfect for sailing. It's perfect for boating in general, uh, but it's great for sailing. So you know, we always we always invite people to come out and uh, and, and and watch. Um, enjoy a few beverages from Captain's Quarters or from the water wherever you are. So now, as a person that's always been in sports, do y'all have a champion at the end of the we season? Do. <laughs> yeah, so we actually have uh, Wednesday night is split up into two seasons, uh, two sessions. We just wrapped up the first one, the first series, uh, and we're starting the second series. And then, so we have a champion for each of those series, and then we have a champion for each of the regattas. That's cool. And I, I, I may or may not know the boat that typically wins, but it's us. Awesome. 
<laughs> and what's the name of that boat? Green Grabber. Green Grabber. Well, we enjoyed it once again. Rob Profiter, Mike Swicegood with Boat Owners United, Louisville Chapter. Uh, William Glass with Musco Boating. And, of course, Producer Ben. Thanks for, for being here once again. Um, if, again, if we said if we didn't mention an event, there's something else out there that um, you guys would love to hear about, let us know. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll, we'll all post it on our channels. Uh, we also try to post events on Boat502.com, so uh, check that out. Uh, but before we go, Rob, Mike, anything else? Any uh, last tidbits of river wisdom to share? I would like to add something. Be respectful of other boaters. Clean up after yeah. yourself. That, that's, that's been a very good up. point. I saw some stuff this weekend yes. on Facebook about people complaining about the trash in the water. Yeah, yes. we all we all want to enjoy it, and but we can all enjoy it if it's, it's a clean and... You just know. be respectful of yeah. other boaters and clean up after yourself and make it fun for everybody. Yeah, so. good, yeah. good, good advice there. All right, guys. We appreciate it. We look forward to doing it again soon. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys for coming back. All right, we'll catch you next time on Cruising the Ohio River with Boat 502. Boat 502 and the Cruising the Ohio River podcast are productions of Run Switch PR and the Bluegrass Media Lab, Kentucky's premier digital production studio.